Hey, what's going down? It's Reagan, the 12th of February, 2020. Well, as promised, here I am again. My evening followed suit. I had an outstanding day. I can't believe it, honestly. It was an outstanding day. I'm trying to determine what what the elements were that brought it all together for me today. Like I said, I woke up kind of on the wrong side of the bed. A little bit early, a little bit anxious. Wasn't really looking forward to... I mean, Wednesdays are a long day for me. <clears throat> when you're busy, you feel productive. Today was a busy day. I had a couple add-ons. Um, it was a real nice, paced, nicely paced evening. I didn't feel like... Uh, I was rushed at all, or I was in a hurry to, you know, leave, you know, finish up with one patient so I could get another on the table. I never want to feel like that, you know? So, um, it was just a, I felt easy today. It was good, man. I incorporated some virtual reality into my treatment methodology. So people went back on their magic carpet ride and got some good vibrations, some heat. I put on a scenic, you know, nature trek on Oculus. And people loved it, you know. Put them on a beach, put them on the mat in the mountains. They were able to scurry around and see what's what. Some ambiance, you know, it was great. <clears throat> Tell you a quick story to end the night, you know, on a, on a positive note. Um, it was all good today. It was, it was all phenomenal. I'm trying to figure out what the elements were. You know, what was it that brought everything together? Was it me? Was it my mindset? Was it something that I did deliberately? Uh, was it that I decided to get up this morning and force my will on the world and? It was going to be a good day, and I was going to make it so, and I was going to uh, game the mundane. Did I do that? Or was it happenstance? Was it that the weather was a little bit nicer today, and it was midweek, and, you know, um, you know how it goes. Like, the, the, the weekly schedule for most people, Monday, nobody's wanting to get back to work or back to the routine. And Tuesday, okay, we're moving along, business as usual. Wednesday, hump day, people really view it and regard it as, all right, we're moving in the right direction, moving towards a weekend. Is that what it was? Natural progression of the week, that Wednesday is a good day, or a combination of all these things, I don't know. I certainly did my best to serve, but I just felt on, I felt like, I had my mojo, and I was feeling good, and I was helpful. I was helping people, and, you know, I I saw a couple new patients today. This is a great story. I'm going to end with this, okay? So I had a mother, a woman whom I've been treating for a year, probably a year, a couple years, something like that. And she's told me about her son. He's 14, 15. So, he's got some, he's been having some behavior issues in school. He's in eighth grade. 
and uh, sounds like she's kind of a single mom or divorced or whatever. When she keeps telling me about this boy, and I'm, of course, coming back with stories about my kids growing up and the things that I'm, you know, I'm observing, and they're, they're doing well, but they have challenges. And, of course, we view our children and any young people in our lives, we view them through the lens of our upbringing and how we survived it all, and our experiences, how we remember them things that we went through when we were teenagers, for instance. So this kid's struggling. He's got some behavior issues. He's got a little extra weight on him. He's, he's got some issues that's going on. So I, I suggested maybe we see this young man. Maybe he comes in the office with her, and maybe I could help him. Maybe um, some hands-on healing and adjustment could be the, you know, like plucking the proverbial thorn from his side. <clears throat> so he comes in today, and his mother comes in and shakes her head, and she's like, look, he's not coming in, he's out in the car, and I was like, really? You know, what's going on? He's like, oh, he's just not doing it, it's refusing, and she was clearly shaken. She was shaken. About this podcast, was that long ago? Yeah, it was technology, right? So, um, the boy's in the car, the mother's shaking, she's not relaxing now, and she's probably regretting the whole experiment, right? 15 year old boy, obstinate, he's in the car, doesn't want to do what his mom says. Bad idea, they were at each other. So I said, okay, I'll go out and talk to him. So I go out, and there's this little sedan out there, and I I looked at him, and I, I come around the car. Of course, I'm a big, burly guy, and he locked the door, and he kind of rolled his eyes at me. He looked a little bit pensive, like a little intimidated maybe. <clears throat> So I said, hey, man, you know, open, open the window, roll it down. And he looked like that was a chore, like he didn't want to do that. I said, hey, man, open up the door. So I opened up the door. He unlocked it. I opened up the door, and I shook his hand, put it out there. And I said, hey, man, look, I'm Dr. Rowe, um, you know, chiropractic, you know, doctor of chiropractic, um, fitness guy, very good, chainsaw carver, former Marine, whatever, just throwing out my qualifications. Hey, I like to take care of you. You want to come in? It's a pretty cool place. I'll be damned if this kid didn't come in. I'm taking care of his mom. We're trying to, uh, you know, calm the situation and just face the reality that this kid is being difficult and he's not coming in. His mom's probably got this on her mind that she, that, uh, you know, there's a situation and he's probably embarrassed and distraught about the whole deal. He comes in. Sits on the table, sits in the waiting room while his mom's getting worked on. She turns over, there he is sitting there. She says, oh, you're in. I didn't think you were coming in. And tried to be, you know, normal about it. Of course, she's probably pissed at him. Kid sits on the table, kind of stares off into space. But, you know, I tried to make him crack a smile and point out some things within the office. That, you know, the 
carvings that I've done and artwork on the ceiling and put her back on the magic carpet ride, put her, gave her some ambiance with the fucking uh, nature treks virtual reality headset and I commenced working on him he's like just went back he saw me working on his mom I don't know what he thought I was going to do but I worked on him he said what hurts oh yeah sometimes my back my low back my upper back I say I'm going to work on all this and I you know ran my hand across his neck and down to his low back yeah right there okay so I started working on him we're talking a little bit mostly me talking about, oh, you like to fish, I like to fish, what's the biggest fish you ever caught, oh, I caught this, all right, well, I caught this, and, uh, you know, I like to do more fishing, where do you go to school, and what are your academic interests, what do you like to do, tells me he likes to fish, he likes to skateboard, likes mechanical things, you know, <clears throat> I've talked about this before, my beginnings in this world, um, my upbringing, some of the drama, unfortunate events in my life, which are, you know, by comparison with some, is nothing, you know, but, you know, I got in some trouble, I was a little bit of a wayward youth, certainly drank too much, and had unprotected sex, and drove under the influence, you know, all kinds of shit, just growing up, just doing crazy shit, growing up with the boys, and being a young man and got in fights, got suspended. I mooned a school bus one time. <laughs> Nothing too crazy, but more than most, I would say. And so here's this young man. He's having problems. He's he's unhappy about something. And given the day that I was having, a very positive day, I, I feel like maybe I was emitting something. I was like giving off some sort of positive vibes or something that told him, yeah, you know, come inside. It's going to be all right. It's a safe place. And I'll be damned. I worked on him. I gave him, gave him a nice adjustment. You know, put him on the magic carpet ride. Crack some jokes. I feel like I connected with him. And I hope he wants to come back, you know. Maybe he'll visit with his mom hereafter. <laughs> So that was a that was a remarkable um, moment, a uh, shining moment of my day, connecting with somebody. And you know, it started with the story that I related to you earlier, where somebody cared enough to reach out to me on a Wednesday morning via text message and say, "Are you Aaron Oberst? Is this still your cell phone?" And talk about how. I played a motivational role in their life and helped them and they still think of me and and they hear me. Like I was something to them. I was helpful to them. Help them find their mojo, find their spark in this life. And that really turned me on today, man. That really that's all I want. Maybe that's all that anybody wants. I, I, I want to feel like I'm doing good. 
don't you? Yeah. Feel like you're useful? Like, I, I'm on a mission, man. I'm crazy about that. Just being on a mission, helping people, caring. You just want to feel like you can make a difference, you know? I still feel like that every day. In fact, I don't like... If there's anything that uh, I'm honest... If I'm honest, and I always fucking am honest... If there's anything that I miss a little bit, or maybe more than I realize about being, you know, the DDIP days, and people still regard me as Dr. Drill, but the adventures that we went on, you know, like I, we were creating it, mostly I was creating things, curriculum, experiences, let's run through this field, let's do this 5K, let's do a mud run together, let's all do this, uh, Top Chef competition together. We'll rent out a country club. You know? Um, let's show up at this 5K and, you know, with 50, 100 people. A, a sea of red shirts. Calling cadence. Running down the road. Um, doing charity food runs. Calling cadence. Like, I'm in the Marine Corps, but this is a civilian community, you know? Dr. Drill making the papers, doing the school assemblies. I feel like I had an opportunity to really make a difference when I was doing that. I was creating an experience for people. And it made a difference in a lot of people's lives. And there's there's nothing... I, I was telling the guy this morning, I don't know. You know, I try, but what can I do that is going to be like that? How can I be that, uh, I am that man, but how can I be that impactful in other aspects of my life? Now, you know, I, without a doubt, I make differences. Make people feel good. Make people laugh. Interest people. Amuse them. You know, from a doctor's point of view. There are days where I say, man, I'm fucking exhausted. I'm tired of being on the stage. I'm tired of, you know, treating, you know, there's some patients who are fucking weirdos. Pain my ass. They're like energy suckers. And But the vast majority of people, 98% are phenomenal human beings. They appreciate what I'm doing for them and and that I care. And, and I'm their doctor, man. That's fucking great. To be somebody's chiropractor, somebody they can rely upon. And if you know, I love my teaching too. I love being there to to be the be the individual who makes somebody think about material or a given subject matter in a positive light and in in a useful sense where you you feel like, wow, this is a class worth attending at eight a.m. I had a kid, my last patient of the night. He took a botany class in high school. He said, oh, science. I said, what are you interested? What are your academic interests? Oh, he's like, oh. His mom was sitting right there listening intently. <clears throat> he goes, oh, hmm, math. I'm like, all right. It sounded like he, and he said, basically, he had a good teacher. She makes it fun. So what's so bad about science? Oh, I took a botany class and it sucked and 
just sounds like it was a bunch of boring shit, man. Now, botany might not be the most appealing thing, but if you want people to be interested in plants, you need to look beyond the curriculum. It's some boring-ass shit in there that nobody's going to, your students are never going to use and not going to want to use. Cover the boring-ass shit, but then amuse them or interest them or give them a sense of the big picture. You know, I, I want to be that person who makes plays for people, whether I'm teaching or whether I'm doctoring or carving wood and I'm I'm really I'm always searching for that feeling maybe everyone is that you're making a difference in people's lives like well, otherwise why are we here I want to make a good living and I do I could make a better living probably doing something else that required a lot less care and and um and energy, you know, I could use my skills in a different way. Sometimes I feel like, you know, I want to do that, like something completely different. Like sometimes I like to do something mindless, like not, a, not mindless, but comparatively, like just some third, you know, I'm going to work at a factory. I'm going to make, uh, you know, whatever I'll teach, I'll teach and I'll just sit up there and I'll, I'll read PowerPoints and kind of just punch my punch the clock and leave at three, four, five o'clock at night and go home to my family and things would be that much easier. But then I think about the things that I've done in my life that I've really been able to make a difference in. I don't. I mean, what is it? What do I do that for? I, I don't. I don't know if I'm after a legacy. Something that I could be remembered for. I mean, I, I certainly, um, there's part of it that I feel that way about. Like, I, I'd like to be remembered for making a difference. But I also just want, I want people to feel like, like somebody gives a shit. Like, in real time. Like, that's a good motherfucker. I did a podcast on that before. Somebody regards somebody in the Marines and... Yeah, yeah, squared away. That's a good motherfucker. Because they help you. They care. They mean it. You know, that's... Is it hard to come by? I don't know. I think a lot of people might feel that way. But life would be pretty fucking boring if I just went home at 5 o'clock and sat on the couch every night. I'd have to find something to do. Anyway, that's my mommy barking. I love her. And she's telling me, Daddy, come in the house. I think you're picking up what I'm putting down. <laughs> love and respect. <laughs> hey, Mommy. I love you.